Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top shelf equipment and designers for broadcast concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know this is your most important event. It is their goal to make sure you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of the LD at Large podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer, Ayrton Lighting, as well as columnist for PLSN Magazine. I hope you're all enjoying listening and reading. Another day during the isolation period. I, I'm starting to wonder if we are, as a country, if North America has decided that we're just not going to fix or try and eradicate the COVID crisis. We're just going to try and work around it and try and put band aids over it instead of actually take the necessary steps to fix it. So I, I'm a, I'm a, my pragmatic optimist would love to think that we could actually take more steps to defeat it. But uh, my, my realist thinks that maybe we're just going to work around it and that this might take a, a little while longer. I think it's uh, been shown that we're going to be at this for a while. This is not something that we're going to collectively work to, to eradicate. So we're just going to work around it and, uh, and enjoy the new normal as best we can. So I thought maybe today would be a great day to talk to somebody who's figured out some good ways to just kind of work around it and who's kind of being very real and just saying, you know, Hey, let's do what we can do to endure and be consistent through this whole thing. So today I am talking to a very longtime friend of mine. His name is Brian Baransic. He is out of Boston, Massachusetts. He's the creative designer at Luxus Creative. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it, Brian. Hey, Chris, good to be here. Glad to, glad to talk. Yeah. I feel like from what I've seen online and what we've been talking, you have been very successful at kind of switching to just full on dad mode and husband mode. And uh, I think that's got to be great for your, for your psyche and your, your mental state. Uh, How's that working out for you? I think uh, I think that's what's kept me positive. When when March hit, you know, it was so quick and immediate that the only time, uh, the only thing I could do was parent at that time. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, school was school was let out. I have one daughter; she's uh, going into first grade. She was in kindergarten then, and the only thing we could do is is be at home with our family and help them get like help my daughter get through school wife get through work and and keep the family running um while we're home and uh that turned into that turned into my job and yeah. uh, and uh you know we we we've all been at home we all have home lives and this just turned into a really different version of that uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh you know i've learned to I was, you know, trying to figure out what I was going to do and, and, and how I was going to go about 
everyday life and and I ended up stopped thinking about it and just let it evolve itself because it had to I mean it, between um, not having work and needing to be there to help teach at home uh, remote on remote schooling and then be a father all the time uh, there really wasn't an option so just it was clear you just pour your heart into it uh, and so life became work and uh, and it really became something I enjoyed I said wow this is this is actually nice being home and having my having my family around and and being a dad all just there and present so that was it was it was a uh, it was a nice change good for you that's a that's a huge thing to be able to to admit and just kind of and pivot because a lot of times for us being at home is when we're the most nervous because we're mm-hmm. we're not working we're not providing the same the same provisions that we're accustomed to. Usually when we're at home, we're like, God, when is the next, when's the next thing? And you, I would imagine that's just a major mental focus, mental shift for you. Yeah. It was, it was forced on us. Right. Um, yeah. I stopped, I stopped thinking about, okay, what could come next and when would next be? And just started thinking, okay, what's tomorrow's, you know, what's tomorrow's classwork and what's, what's dinner and what's, you know, when am I going to get out and get exercise and what's, and what, uh, what is the weekend looking like? And all these things that, that were, uh, were always on my mind, but were never present and, and forefront. Uh, so it, it, um, you know, it forced us to do it, but then it also made me uh, realize that I'm not going to end up thinking about work for a while. I couldn't, didn't have time to. And uh, when you don't have time to, I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't spend, I couldn't even spend an hour at sometimes just sitting and daydreaming about, okay, what, uh, where am I, where's the next check coming from? Or where, you know, what's, how are we going to, how are we going to take a trip at some point? Or what, you know, what bills are getting paid? It just didn't, it, yeah. there wasn't even time for that. And so life, life kind of, started driving itself yeah i remember when we all kind of thought that this was going to be a a two-week thing or even uh, 18 days and we're like oh man i'm going to take 18 days to learn vector works i'm going to take 18 Mm -hmm. days to learn uh psn or lua or something right and then after 18 days we were like okay well i did that now (laughs) what you know it's funny you mentioned that. I, thought about that. I thought about it for a few days. I thought about, okay, I, what can I accomplish that, uh-huh. will, that will help career-wise? What can I do to take those steps? And uh, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't work-related. I started, you know, when you're with your family, you start doing things, start baking and things like that. Like everybody else does, you start baking bread. And, um, uh, but for me, it wasn't, okay, how do I what do I do in terms of my career and work to, to help me succeed down the road? But it was, what do I do in terms of my life and my health and my relationship with my family to help me succeed when I do go back? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what it, that's what the focus became. Oh, that's huge. 
That is something that we forget about so often. It's so easy to forget that that is where our, our focus should be right now. And, and all the time, our focus should be family first. It, it's, we should. We, yeah. We can't always. You know, we, right? never, we don't always get that chance. Uh, and it's, it's incredibly demanding, but it's, uh, when you have the opportunity and it works, it, it does work. Uh, uh, but I mean, when does that opportunity ever present itself more than, you know, a few times a month when we're working? Uh, not that often. No, and, these, this is it. Yeah. This is it right here. So it seemed to, I mean, this is the only time I've ever had to learn how to homeschool. I've yeah. never, I never would have thought that that's something that would be on my, on my to-do list. No. Homeschooling tips and tricks about homeschooling. I was like, that's, I'm sure I'll never need to know that, but now, now's the day. Now's the time. Yeah. No, we didn't, we didn't even, homeschooling wasn't even, uh, wasn't even an option. School was school and, and home was home. And, and if there was homework, we'd done fine. But now, uh, now we do we do share tricks and tips for for homeschooling. Like, okay, is your desk near a window? You know, how much light is there in the room, or how's the Wi-Fi at that point? I mean, uh, little things, um, mm-hmm. little things like that that end up making a difference and and are completely unrelated to what we do for work. Uh, how are your homeschooling skills? Not bad. I ended up um, her school. Uh, you know, they were, once they went remote, they went remote pretty early, like second, second week of March. Okay. And, uh, and it was, um, it was, they didn't really know what they were doing. They hadn't hadn't done it before. So it was pretty half-assed and, and, and it was really parents just digging in. So we, we started going to education.com and, and Khan Academy and all these things online to try to get uh, some sort of material to work with, with the kids. And um, after a while, I realized, okay, we're going to have a set schedule. And, and after a while, even there, I started dressing up as a teacher. Uh, <laughs> it was, and and, and awesome. for, the, for the mere fact that it made my daughter uh, happier and it made her work more, it made her work harder. So I was sitting there, I come out in jeans and, and shoes and uh, a shirt and tie out of the bedroom and come into the, come into the living room and we sit down and, and we start the day and I'm sitting there and, and we do exercises and all that. And we treat it like school. Oh, that's and, such a great idea. And uh, it was the funniest thing because I mean, I, I, there were several times my wife said to me, she's like, well, could you realize what's happening? Do you realize what you're doing? You're dressing as a teacher in our home. And so we, we, we laughed about it, but um but the uh, the how much it helped was was surprising. Uh, the the so outfit it, makes a difference. It's, it's, a, it's a uniform. No, we had we had we had different days with different ties and different days with different shirts and 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 it just became it became school spirit in a way, and uh, and so we we ended up half of the work we were doing its homeschooling was was kind of centered around what the day was like and not just what the academic was like. Um, wow. And, and uh, there, you know, sometimes that's, it didn't work as well. Most of the time it worked pretty well. That's commitment. It was, 
well, if you're going to commit to a gig, right, you're just going to, yeah. you know, see it through and do it right. So that's, that's kind of how I looked at it. And, and uh, I ended up, I kept doing that and really f- forgot about work for the time being because there was no option. And so, all right, dive into life and school. And uh, it was hilarious. I mean, it was hilarious to see this road guy who thrives on traveling and, and, you know, airplanes and, and the road community and, and the, the, you know, the family we have on the road sitting there doing, you know, being a, a teacher with a, a, a tie, a shirt and tie in the living room. <laughs> I mean, it's just, a, it's really incredible the shift we can do if we have to. Yeah. Where did you find most of your, uh, your content? Where were you, uh, what was, what was your best resource? At first, it was education.com, um, and they have an app that works with it for kids. Uh, uh-huh. if, you, if you have kids and you haven't done it, it's really pretty good. It's called Brainsy. But education.com goes to grades one through four, kindergarten through five, and has incredible um, amount of material online and uh, games and stuff for the kids uh, for their iPad if, if they have it, and uh, mm-hmm. really useful things. So we had, uh, we had a lot of luck with that, mostly. And then after about four weeks of that and minor additions from the school itself, the, um, the school revamped once they knew they weren't going back for the rest of the year. They revamped and, and got, their, got their act together and, and it became a little more structure there. So I, I didn't wear a tie, tie as often. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes. But... Uh, it was, it was, it was wild. It was a wild ride. It still is. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine that made a huge difference in just, uh, Malia's mindset because, you know, daddy in, in cargo shorts and a t-shirt, that's just daddy. <laughs> like that's play dad. We're going to wrestle and we're going to jump exactly. and we're going to have pillow fights and stuff. But yeah, but, uh, teacher Brancic with a suit and a tie, that's like, that's teacher time. That's- yeah, it, it was, the line was still blurred as much as I tried to keep it separate. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're home with your kid who doesn't see you that often and you're there 24 um, seven, all of a sudden, I mean, there, there's, there's going to be that constant desire to play. Right. Right. Do, we just do the best we can to make sure we kind of separate them as as much as possible and and then uh and then go from there i I mean i don't know about you but one of the hardest things we had with with this with kids at home is is actually getting them exercise that's been so tricky dude it's tough it's tough i mean i i saw kids around the neighborhood just you know ballooning right and and really gaining a lot of weight ballooning it's like everyone was just not healthy everyone yeah and and that became a big concern for everybody and and because kids are used to running around and walking and climbing upstairs and all that and all of a sudden they're staring at their screens and 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 you know if we could before we were really allowed out and about we were just doing what we could inside and when we put on we put on beach body on demand (laughs) and started Mm -hmm. doing uh workouts as a family just to keep things moving. Uh, yep. and so that, that was, that was a really tricky part was kind of keeping kids going. 
for us on the road, the loading in and the loading out and uh, however much actual, actual physical activity we get is usually work motivated. Right. You know, it, it's rare for us to make it to the gym, even though, I mean, some of us are better than others and some of right. us just completely fail, but <laughs> all of our intentions have, are really good. At least when we have to just get from the bus to front of house and up the stairs and at least that's something. Yeah. When we're stuck in the house, that's just not available. No. And it, have to, we all felt it. I, I, Chris, I felt it pretty quickly. I felt <laughs> it. And um, yeah, I noticed it too. And that's when, that's when I just started saying to myself, like, okay, all right, things are, things are going in the wrong direction right now. Mm. And um, when, when the rest of the year was, when all the shows really started to disappear and, and, and the rest of the year is looking a little more grim, that's when I kind of took it to myself and said, okay, this is, this year has to be positive and this year has to be healthy. And it's too easy for all of us, and especially me, uh, to get dragged down into the, 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 the depths of, of unhealthiness. And, and uh, you know, for, for the crappy year that this is, um, I just ended up making a life decision that it's going to be the year of change. And it has to be. Uh, so it, this, this stay at home became one about health and one about um, uh, getting, getting life and health back to the position of a good position so that when work comes around, um, we can keep working in a good way and be healthy and actually succeed all around. Uh, right on. What sort of tools do you think you'll have that you'll be bringing to the new, the new workplace? I, I, you know, one of them started, and it's unrealistic at times. One of them started before, um, before all this is, is when I was doing I was programming for Steve Cohen, and um, he and I had both talked about it. We both realized that we want to work during the day and sleep at night. And okay. It's not always realistic, but when it's possible, we made the choice to do that. When I was, we did, a, we programmed a few tours that way, and that made a huge difference, uh, just in the ability to be a little more with your home life, and then also try to stay active in that way. And so that that morphed into the idea of eating and and sleeping right and exercise and all those things. And I realized that for me, working nights became really difficult and because it would screw up, I would screw up. It would, I would screw up everything I wanted to accomplish because of, of, of just the nature of the schedule and, and how I wanted to, how I wanted to kind of get healthy. And so uh, um, for me, what I want to bring back to the table is, is, uh, trying to work more days and implement that for more, for more shows. Uh, and I know if you're doing outdoor stuff, it's really impossible. I get that. But uh, there are a lot of plenty of gigs that are indoor. And if that's, if that's even a possibility to be able to negotiate with people, then I want to try to negotiate that. Oh man. But with previs nowadays, that's not unobtainable anymore. You could mm. previs, I mean, you could yeah. build a 3D model of whatever it is you're doing outside 
and you could do like two weeks indoors and then one week outdoors instead of three weeks of nighttime. Right. Right. It's previous only helped that. Right. And, yeah. and, and I think it's, it's just healthier. And one of the, and what do we need if not in our industry is just, I, I think just to be more healthy. We're not a healthy industry, you know, <laughs> we're, just, we're just not. And, uh, and we should be. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just, we'll all just perform better. Oh man. We, we've, we've kind of blindly celebrated the unhealthiness of it for a very long time. <laughs> we've kind of celebrated the, the death marches and the, the 34 hours of programming and the, sure. yeah. And the, smoking cigarettes at the console and yeah, it's a rite of passage yeah right. and now it's it's just not something we need to celebrate we I mean, we can all do it it doesn't mean we need to encourage it though i i'm with you there i, I don't i don't want to encourage it for me i i want to encourage my own work environment to be something that's going to help me stay healthy get healthy and live a longer life and be able to work longer and uh enjoy what we do we all love what we do right this we're not in it for any other reason we love it um but i don't want to personally i don't want to i don't want to die younger because of it and yeah working those hours and under those conditions was kind of a burning candles at both ends there you know sure. it's, it, you're not going to last long you're going to burn out at 50 and we don't have that luxury to burn out at 50 anymore we're 50 yeah, we're, we're both getting close <laughs> to 50 you know yeah. that's so let's try it and you know we kind of have to do this until we're in our 60s now because yeah. that's just the nature of the beast now i don't have a 401k i don't have a i don't have a pension waiting for me so and yeah over the last kind of couple of years, I've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by a number of people who have either quit drinking, quit smoking, um, quit eating certain things, and and really started to take next steps for to to better their lives. And it sounds really, you know, it it sounds um, a bit too philosophical. Just oh, I'm quit drinking, I'm quit eating, I'm gonna be you know live a better life. But, uh, with our work, I think it's kind of needed. Yeah. Um, and I think we deserve it. And I think that's, you know, in, in some ways that we don't, we don't, uh, we don't necessarily always feel that way about ourselves, but we deserve the better hours. We deserve the better routine. We deserve the, the, the healthier food. That's not a flat meat, a flat meat tray. And, and, yeah. um, and it's not unrealistic to ask for that. And so, uh, you know, I want to be able to take that attitude and bring it back with me when I come back to work and, and little, little by little chip away at it and yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully help. Um, and, uh, you know, cause it goes along the lines with what I'm doing in my own life, you know, just healthy eating and losing weight and be just exercising more and breathing better and sleeping better. And, and, being there for my kid and, 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 uh, we don't have to be, you know, roadies don't have to be roadies anymore. Roadies can be good, solid, um, technicians and, and designers and, and operators and, and so on and so forth that are 
that deserve a good, healthy life, even though we're on the road in a tour bus sometimes and doing difficult things, we should still look for this stuff. Hey, maybe you can uh, commiserate on, on this one with me, but I used to be the sort of guy who absolutely refused to be the squeaky wheel. I was the one that like, they would come to us and say, hey, so uh, you get a $10 buyout and there's a Burger King across the way. Like, you get 15 minutes and a $10 buyout. You're like, yeah, no problem. I can do that. I'm, I'm strong enough. No, no big deal. Burger King, yeah, that's enough calorie intake. I can do it. Yeah. And then come the end of the night, like, ah, so uh, this is the only place that was open at uh, one in the morning. So here's a bunch of hot dogs after your Burger King and uh, some sodas. Yeah, no problem. I can, no big deal. But then after three months of that, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I don't feel <laughs> good. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like it's not the time anymore to be, to be quiet. You're like, no, you guys, you know, if we're going to be on this for a month, you, we, we need veggies. We need. We just need to, we need things that will help us succeed, you know, yeah. and not drag us down and not, 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 not hurt us. Right. I mean, yeah, we need at least six hours of sleep, please. Yeah. You know, maybe one or two nights in a row. We, you know, four hours sleep. Yeah, I can do it. You know, if you need me to work an 18 hour shift once or twice, Hell yeah, I'm in. But for the rest of the time, can we at least try to get an eight-hour shift? Can we try a 10-hour shift? Just Right? And then that's, those are the sort of decisions that need to come from the top, and they won't come from the top unless we, unless we at least request it. But, and that's, that's all there is to it right now. We have to just start talking about it, right? Uh-huh. And it, 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 it might sound petty for a lot of, you know, a lot of people because – they might already be healthier. They might already be getting this done on their own. Mm-hmm. So they don't, that this doesn't mean much to them. But I think, you know, I, we all have our group of friends and group of colleagues that, that we know that are like us who don't always talk about that and don't always aren't the squeaky wheel. And, 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 you know, I, I spent years doing that in the back of my mind and it was, it was, I don't really want this, you know, I, I, I just want, I want something a little better. I think we deserve it. And, and let's at least have the conversation. And, mm-hmm. and when, when it comes down to it, is it, is it harm, harmful to ask? You know? I'm already seeing little bits of progress on that little things like on the, the forms we have to fill out. Like it's just, just tell us what your seat preference is or right. do you have any dietary restrictions? Those are things that would never <laughs> have been on the list before. Like they didn't ask because they didn't care. But now I'm like starting to see that, you know, what sort of a bed would you like? Yeah. Little things are starting to creep in there. Like, Hey, what we want to know some of your preferences so that we can make the changes necessary. Yeah. It wouldn't I mean, surprise me if like, Hey, uh, would you like to be near closer to the gym? You know, maybe someday that'll be on this form. Yeah. <laughs> on, our, on our tech sheet saying, hey, do you, on a day off, are you going to go work out? Like, yeah. And then you'll find it on the, on the, the advance sheet. Like, hey, so just know there is a gym in the hotel and just those little yeah. things that are just a little more helpful. Yeah. Uh, to, I, I think tours could go a long way into including some of that. That isn't that expensive. And that isn't that difficult, including some of those things inside in in, in their scope. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I hope things go that way. Uh, I know some people that have helped push it that way, and it's it's been nice. Um, if we if if I can, when we get back to work, if I can help with the dialogue at least, and and uh, and we can get things moving in a just a slightly better direction, so that we are as employees and as as freelance workers, we're not let, kind of pushed aside in that way. Mm-hmm. I think it's reasonable. Uh, so one of the things you kind of briefly touched on that I think is a huge uh, benefit to us is that when we're out on the road, we have a support network just built into our job. We have a team of between 10 and 40 people that are just going to be there to like, Hey, Brian, uh, notice you haven't eaten today. Maybe you should eat or like, Hey, Brian, I'm going to go to the gym today. Maybe you should, you want to come with me at home? We just don't have that. That's right. How are you, how are you adapting to that? Um, it's funny you mentioned that. The last show, I mean, I was just been out with the Eagles for a long time. And, and the last year or so, it, there's a group of us who just all realized we wanted to be better and healthier and eat the right things, and we kept each other accountable. And when that goes away, when we get home, it's just it's a little confusing at first. Right. And then you get trapped, you get trapped by your old habits. Um, so what do I do at home? I, um, I've, I've sat down with my wife and daughter and asked them to help me keep accountable. Well, that's and, great. And, uh, so I've been, I've been really con- consistently asking them to just, all right, if you see me trying to do this, say something, right. Or let's, let's all, let's all, uh, let's all just keep an eye on each other. Uh, and then I started about June, I started a kind of really big, uh, health change in my life. And, um, it came with food as well, but it came with a lot of exercise and, and, uh, it came with the time being able to do it. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and we have the time more or less at home. So it, I've started just, finding those outlets of bike riding or uh, playing, uh, play a lot of tennis, playing tennis or, or going out on scooters with my daughter, just anything and everything to move and be out and keep active. Um, it keeps me accountable. And now one of the biggest things is that everyone I talk to, I tell them what I'm doing. And so cool. I can't be, I can't not be accountable when I'm telling everybody what I'm doing and what everybody, what uh, the reason I'm doing it and what my goals are. And so if, if I keep a, a high profile about it and, and keep it out in the public and, and, uh, and um, not, uh, not to myself, then it, I can, I have to remain accountable for it. That, uh, that public like an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, that public dec- declaration has a huge impact. To just be willing to say, "Hey, you guys, no, I'm I'm doing a, I'm doing everything in my power to stay healthier and more sane right now." If you could help me out, that'd be great. Just just to be able to tell your family and your friends, like, "Hey, I'm making a conscious effort to be more healthy right now." People it respond was, very well. They do. All of our friends do, and I, I was I was nervous about that at first. I was nervous about how friends and family would support me because we were, you know, 
I was the guy who was just going to go along, you know, I was going to go along, have a drink, no problem, eat some, you know, eat some food that wasn't good for me. And I, did, I really didn't question it that often. And um, when I started changing that around and saying, I can't do that, I need to, for my own sake, I need to change, I'm going to eat this, or I'm going to not drink this, or I'm going to you know, go on for a walk or a run, I can't go out and hang out for the night. Um, the support was there. It was really awesome. And uh, I, I wasn't sure if it was be there. I hoped it was there. Uh, but it was really exciting that the support was there. That's awesome. It, it's probably uncomfortable at first to kind of make that declaration. You guys, Hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to change some, trying to make some changes here. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. Unfortunately, sometimes it's uncomfortable to the other people. They're like, why are you trying to change from this? You know, we all love eating Taco Bell every day. Why would you want to change that? <laughs> You know, and sometimes and people feel judged. Sometimes <laughs> they feel judged. They're like, hey, uh, look at Brian over here trying to eat all healthy. Apparently he doesn't like eating Burger King and Taco Bell every day. Look at look at him. Yeah. It's kind of the way that we used to think it might have happened, might go down, but, you know, yeah, it, I hope that's not the case anymore. I hope there's I hope more people. It doesn't, I don't think it is. I I is it because we're over? Is it because we're older? Or is it yeah, maybe? It it's might be because we're older, but the the amount of respect we seem to get for wanting to make changes in our life that are better while we're with family and friends, I, I feel like the response is good. Same, and it's been encouraging. And I was nervous about it, but it's been encouraging, and 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 I'm thankful for it. And that's, and that's a huge motivation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if this is something that has been talked about enough, but like you and I, we're just old enough and we're just experienced enough and we've been in this game long enough that we are, we're starting to become the elder statesmen. The, the, the people that you and I used to look up to, you and I are quickly becoming those people to other people. And when I think of some of the people that inspired me, it wasn't the people that kept yelling they weren't the roadies per se. They were the professionals and the technicians, the people that like that clearly had the longevity. Yeah. It's the the Peter Morses and the Steve Cohen's are like, hey, if you're gonna be in this game, you gotta you have to maintain your health. Yeah. And mental mental and physical. Yeah. Mental is the the huge part of it we haven't really touched on as well. But um that if you don't if you can't maintain all of that, it, you won't do as well. And then you won't, as a role model, you just won't look as well to other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if we're, if we're fortunate enough to be able to be a role model for someone or a mentor, I mean, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, we, uh, it's, uh, I'm very humbled by it if that happens. Um, uh, but I don't want to lead people in the wrong way, you know? Mm -hmm. I, even if by example, that is the best way to be a role model. I was like, hey, you guys, I, I've been doing this for a while, and I'm going to let you know that uh, you got to get your sleep. Just something simple like that. You're like, hey, yeah. Brian, Brian's right, and he's been in this game for quite a while. So It's funny. Uh, simple, simple, a simple thing like that, just sleep. Go sleep. I. <laughs> How often do we say that? 
I used yeah. to pride myself on my lack of sleep. And right. now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, how well, silly. I mean, I've definitely heard the, plenty of younger people who, who, who will say, I can, I can work on three hours sleep. It's no problem. And I get it. I've done it. But it, you don't need to. You know, we don't, we don't need to do that in our business. We need to be able to function normally. We need to be able to have a little more of a, of a sane life to keep our mental health better and our physical health better. It's not too much to ask. It just isn't. Mm-mm. And, uh, and now I think more than ever, I think we can come back and say, help us out a little bit. Yeah. We'll be there for you, but help us out a little bit. I'm so happy to see that uh, a lot of the tours these days, pre, pre-COVID, of, of course, were making that more of part of the, the touring culture. There were people yeah. saying, hey, you know, um, on my last one, we had a person who would just go around like, hey, just want to make sure you're good, make sure you're uh, getting sleep. How awesome and, is that? That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of falls on the production managers and the, the technical directors to kind of oversee that to make sure that that's part of the entire vibe of the tour. But yeah. I mean, that's it's something that's happening. It, it is a shift. It is a shift. And, uh, you know, it's it's we've seen it happening as a shift. I mean, the, with the with the uh, change of the idea of the roadie as a as a a road guy who's going to uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll to, to educated, uh, driven professionals mm-hmm. who are uh, highly trained, highly competent um, in, in our fields and highly paid. Yeah. Ideally, you know, yeah. so, um, and, uh, and, and all of those things, you know, if you, if you go to another industry, those things equate with time off and and perks and benefits and things that are that are uh, help helping the employees succeed and th- there's no reason those can't be in, in our in our world yeah it's uh, it's we need to make our industry something that uh, we can bring Amalia to daddy daughter day you know you can't yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I picture the day that you bring her out to work and you're on the bus and you're like, Oh, so look, this is this is what it's like on the bus, this is where daddy works and there's there's not somebody in the back lounge doing things that Amalia can't see anymore. There's there's not right. a bunch of paraphernalia in the front lounge where you're like, Oh that's not exactly what daddy does. So <laughs> Daddy doesn't do that. I it, and it, that's never going to go away, you know, and I would, of course. I don't think I'd ever want to see it go away, you know, but uh, at least, at least, uh, you know, have, have the other options and, 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 and start moving in, a, in another direction so that, so that people can survive. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever taken Amalia to a show? Uh, yeah, she, um, she's coming to a, a couple Eagle shows and, uh, was a, I forget. It was a, well, she was a baby. She came to share years ago. Um, nice. And uh, she's enjoyed it. She, I mean, she doesn't stick around for more than one or two songs. Right. But it's more, it's more fun for her to come to sound check and and yeah, and play with the play with the board and change the colors and all that. And and that's when she has fun. You let her hit buttons. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, she always it's at any time. There's uh, I just let her call out the colors and I'll change the color for her, or she can she can make the rainbow and I'll teach her how to do that. It's it's been fun. That's cool. And she definitely <laughs> the kids the kids really do know what we do. They really understand. You know. You think she gets it at seven years old? She's like, Daddy, yeah. sits Daddy's there. A and... Daddy's a lighter. Yeah. A lighter. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Daddy's a lighter. So she, she, she understands. She gets it. You know, we will see a show on TV or something that I've done or, or, uh, or pictures or something. And, and, uh, and, but the, the funny thing is that she'll always say, uh, dad, dad, you tell, tell her who you work for. Tell her, tell her this job you did. Or just something when we're out at dinner or something. I said, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Your own little PR agent. Yeah. <laughs> dad, T- tell him your resume. Go ahead, tell him. <laughs> if, so if you funny, want, right? my my dad my dad works with Cardi B. Just wanted to let you know yeah. that everybody announcement. My well, dad I, Cardi B. And, and and I mean not to be crude, but every every time every time we even talk about that, she she comes up and says, "Dada, Dada, does Cardi B really shake her bum?" Does she really do that? <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> so they get it. <laughs> Yeah, as a seven-year-old girl, I would imagine the it's it's more fun to take her to the Eagles to let her get to really experience that than it is for the the Cardi B atmosphere. Yeah, I don't take her to a Cardi show. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. No, no, the Eagles are yeah, they, they the the whole organization has been so wonderful uh, and so open and and kind and generous to to us as a family that. I, I can bring her by and they're really, everyone's wonderful to her. Oh, that's cool. That makes it feel like a very, uh, a family affair when it's like that. Yeah. It's, it's been good. I feel pretty fortunate. It's been good that way. That is, that's, that's refreshing. It's good to hear that, you know, when I think of rock and roll touring in the eighties, it was not a place for children to be for any, any amount of time. But now, you know, I brought my kids out and they, they enjoy load in. Most people are fairly accepting. They're like, yeah, you can bring the kids around for the, for a little while. I don't let them touch the guitars or anything like that, but you know, please. Isn't that wild? It's wild. Yeah. It's wild to me. Cause when I, I don't, when I was first coming in this business, I don't remember kids coming by at all. It just didn't happen. Uh-uh. They weren't. They kids were kept away. But now, now all sorts of families come in, and kids come in, and that's great. It's the way I love it. It's what it should be. I've noticed a shift in what a rock star is. I feel like just before I got, I started touring in the '90s, but I yes. feel like just before us, it was vastly different. And I feel like rock stars were the people that were the ones that were trashing their hotel rooms and they were the ones chucking TVs out the windows <laughs> and all the debaucherous stories. I don't know if that's what a rock star is anymore. I feel like the rock stars are the ones with that are donating to their chosen campaigns. And they're the ones that are kind of promoting an eco-friendly life. And, you know, I, I'm thinking about the, the Bon Jovi's of the world who have just completely changed and they're, they're more philanthropists now than they are destructive. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I'm sure there's, it's, there's gotta be a plenty of rock stars out there 
that are not even in our in our view that we are <laughs> yeah that are doing all that um mm-hmm. but um it does seem like there's been a shift and uh and maybe it's just the mature me or much more mature me now saying i'm happy about that yeah um and i don't know if when i was 20 i don't know if i would have said i'm happy about that i would have said you know what the, what the what's going on here you know <laughs> <laughs> i probably would have i probably would have just uh it, just said some snarky things about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I've, at least now where I'm in in life, I like that idea. I think that's they're better role models. I think so. When I think of like when we were kids, like the Madonnas of the world, who were very flashy and debaucherous, I would say you know they were more loose. And now when I think of like the Billie Eilishes of the world they're 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 coming up as a rock star but with a with a message about uh mental health and eating right and you know it's it's still in the message but it's it's a more positive message maybe that's just one example but you know i mean i see that i do see that a lot um it would be interesting to see how that evolves yeah hopefully we'll be involved with it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't i don't know I, as long as we can you know as long as we can remain happy and healthy uh and still be able to work and maintain a kind of a a positive attitude towards life and our friends and family then then that's what we need yeah so we are we're almost out of time but one of the questions that, that we had talked about before how are you maintaining your social network from home? Are you still reaching out to a lot of your roadie friends or have you just kind of, are you a hundred percent dad and husband right now? Um, I'd say probably 98% dad husband. Um, there, you know, it, we exchange text messages with, with friends and, and, um, from different shows, different roadie friends or different, uh, friends from wherever, uh, uh-huh. Um, here and there, sometimes it comes in a flurry. Sometimes they, you know, they come every, you know, every week or so. Um, and then every, every now and then I'll, I'll text, send some texts to check up with people and just say hi. And every now and then I'll get some, the same kind of thing. But, um, more often than not, um, that, that started off a lot stronger and it's really kind of, uh, dwindled in the last six months. Um, and it's really been, it's been family, family, family. And that's fine. I don't mind. I mean, we all, you know, I think once we realize that we're all either not working or working a little bit and we're all trying to just maintain our lives to to be able to keep our sanity, keep our health and hopefully we're, you know, get back into the game when it, when it comes about, I think we all, uh, we, we all maybe check up on each other a little less than we would have, but we know where we are. Mm -hmm. 98% dad. That's, that's huge. That's just something that would have been almost impossible six months ago for any of us to be able to say, well, yeah, I'm 98% dad right now, even though we were out of, you know, we were out of the state for seven months of that of the year. Yeah. I would never have thought that. And even at the beginning of all this, I never really would have thought how uh, deep into this I would have gone. Uh, and, uh, well, 
deep in it now <laughs> and it's good <laughs> and it's good um and and the big question which we didn't even touch on was was what happens when we go back to work what happens to our family life right we're we're with all this time we've all spent together, we're, what's the dynamic at that point? And uh, that's all. I think, I think you have a whole other show there at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I've been home enough now that I know that adapted to my wife's schedule when I'm away, you know, I know that the, the forks go down in the dishwasher now. I, I know yeah. that the, you? The, the round Tupperware better be next to the round Tupperware and the square Tupperware better be next to the square Tupperware when Sharon comes home, you know, those are the little things that, you know, when you're, when I'm away, those things are always maintained. Yeah. And when I come back, Sharon's like, you asshole. <laughs> what did I do? You put the square Tupperware next to the round Tupperware. I'm like, Oh shit. I've, <laughs> I've definitely, I've heard, I've learned how to wash hair. Not my, my daughter's hair. Really? <laughs> I've, learned to wash, I've learned how to wash her hair. And that's, she has thick curly hair. So that's been a whole, that's something I always took for granted. It's like, oh, is her hair washed? Great. Now it's, oh my God, what do I, I have to put this in it and that in it? And <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> that's, that, that's. <laughs> I would imagine if you were to do it the Brian way, it'd be like, yeah, here's some shampoo and some conditioner and you're yeah, done. Squirt some of these in and be done. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, know, you have to comb it a certain way and brush it a certain way and fluff it and spritz it. And whew. that's the schedule that takes place when you're gone that you would never, ever know about. No, mad respect, mad respect to our wives for doing that. You know, <laughs> I, I really I can't, I can't, appreciate it more ah <laughs> oh, this is is i think you said it the best this is a year of change whether we like it or not this is definitely a year of change yeah i mean we're either make it make it something good in the end or 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 call into a corner but i don't want to call into a corner i don't either no. i don't either that's the worst way to deal with this so yeah i agree right yeah, on man it sounds like you're doing quite well. That's it's really refreshing to hear that. I don't think we talked about lighting one time. I think we talked about uh, our lifestyles around the lighting, but I this is this is kind of the shift that we have to do to to get through this right now. So thank you for that. This is oh, you're I, you had mentioned you, earlier. You said, well, we might not talk about lighting that much, and we didn't talk about it at all. Karif, everybody, go out and uh, take a look at Ayrton Karif. There we go. We mentioned lighting. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We just put all new uh, Camsons on, out on tour, and they're great. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Done. <laughs> right on, man. Thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it, Brian. Thanks, Chris. So good to talk to you. <laughs>